Hello and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast episode 190. No, it's no good no matter how slowly I say it, I can't remember what number it is, but it's a really high number, it's 190 something, um, so that's very exciting. Uh, and what a lovely episode it's going to be too, because we've got some of our favourite people here today, sadly no aid because we're doing an early recording and he's busy working working from home but working nonetheless so he can't be here but to make up for the aid-sized hole we have the wonderful rachel rachel how are you hello yes i've been busy today uh working putting together some of my analog adventure kits i've had some orders come in i think lots of people who are currently home educating um trying to uh, figure out uh, what to do to kind of like keep that going so that's been really lovely um getting some orders and things in for that so i've been making some of those obviously covered with my mask and my apron and my gloves and everything and and getting those out into the into the post so yeah um and i now just having a, a quick little break cup of tea sit down chat with yourself and our lovely guests and what lovely guests we do have it's some returning favorites i think it's fairly safe to say a dynamic duo um uh, working from home and finding the time it is from Ilford Photo the quite fabulous Michelle and Matt guys welcome back to the show hello, hello. <laughs> thanks Graham how it's... are you both how are you do, both doing are you just about hanging in there I think Graham's like I'm out in the sunshine being a gardener he's having a lovely time so that's great have you heard of the outside guys it's really nice and sunny at the moment I highly recommend it sorry I can see it through my window that's about as close as I'm getting crack open the blind well I've had to shut the blind because it's reflecting on my laptop yeah it always feels so bad doesn't it when you actually have to go oh I can't actually see anything that I'm trying to do Uh, I'm gonna have to shut the blind instead so uh, yeah but at least there's no pogoing happening at your end this at time. At the moment, d- don't hold your breath. There might be nerf guns too in a bit. You never know. Is it you that's been doing the pogoing, Michelle? Oh my goodness, no. It always no, sounds seedy when you say it. Anybody, it does. That's not something anybody wants to see. <laughs> it's just no. And Matt, you've been very busy, haven't you, uh, this week with uh, with the whole new setup at home? Obviously, educating your your um, your children, and yes. specifically your son. We we obviously saw your son. I believe you said that your daughter's a bit too shy to be on at the moment, but we did see uh, did see your son. I think. Yes. Um, well, just trying to look for ways. Obviously, while we're all off working from home, having the kids at home, just trying to find ways to keep them from yeah ripping the house apart (laughs) (laughs) so it was it was quite yeah so it was quite a good fun project and you know my son he's he's a bit more confident I guess so he he was volunteered by me for the project while my daughter's (laughs) dare I say maybe slightly more capable but um (laughs) very shy can I not say that I'm not not picking favorites I'm just saying So yeah, um, which one is your favourite though? Whichever one doesn't put me in an old people's home when I'm older, I reserve it. Neither then. When you're older, I think they've got it reserved from next week. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, um, uh, I believe your son is uh, aiming to be a YouTube star, so I guess he'll be very excited about the fact that you're currently speaking to our very own YouTube star. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right? I don't think I want him drinking while he's uh, on YouTube <laughs> just yet, though. 
listen, it's the only way to do it. Honestly, I think that's that's the one thing I've learned is that if you want to be a success, or at least not be aware of how much of a failure you are, just drink through it. I've just, you know, I've just realised I'm also obviously on YouTube at the moment for Ilford. Oh, yes. So Your yeah, I hadn't well. even realised. Of course, that's mm-hmm. going to be YouTube as well. Um, but I wasn't drinking the fixer live on air. So there well, you go. Again, more, more <laughs> uh, well, that's that's a good. I mean, what did you did you have to have any drinks, Rach? I mean, did you need Dutch courage before um, facing these two? <laughs> I actually had to, because uh, I had to drive us there and back as well. Unfortunately, I couldn't drink so at all. Um, the uh, the film crew were able to, obviously. That was fine. <laughs> uh, but no, unfortunately not. Um, it just took a little while for me to psych myself up ready to uh, to deliver that. It's very nerve-wracking, I have to say. She was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. She's very good. Because <laughs> uh, Were these the first videos um, that you've had made actually on site because obviously you've had videos and stuff people doing stuff for um Elf before now but are these the first ones you've actually done in situ in your um space on on the uh um I can't uh, in our dark room yes professionally uh, yes for, well, no no we, we did have well with external people i guess we we've had um neil who's our technical yeah. services manager so we've done the um how to make your uh, first print, how to process uh, your first film, and how to make a contact print. They were all shot in the dark room, but the the dark rooms probably evolved um, even since you were last in Graham. So we had more and more equipment in there all the time. So we've got a drying cabinet, we've got an extra and larger. So yeah, it, it's kind of evolving as it were. That sounds awesome. So, so now you just definitely need to find ways of justifying the fact that you've done all of this beyond just the staff enjoying it. It sounds like. <laughs> we don't get time to enjoy it. I wish we did. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So you you made two videos so far, right, Rach? Um, yeah. Well, we've uh, filmed, and today actually uh, the second one has been being edited, of course. So uh, we're in discussion at the moment, aren't we, guys, um, over how that's going? Um, so yeah, that's, it's going that's well. the process. Um, and obviously, again, we're just really looking forward to being able to get back into the actual dark room physically and and complete the the series that we were looking at um, filming in the first place. So um, yeah, the uh, the C words kind of. Um, Added a bit of extra spanner in the works there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think we had one more day left to shoot. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we had one more day left to shoot, and I think yeah. we had it in the diary and everything, and I think it was just... Um, we were still open. I think, mm. I think it was just when the, the lockdown was happening um, around the country, so, yeah, it was it was a bit more awkward to do it, so I think it was the, the right call to put it on hold. So I think we're looking forward to it. We get one more day, and then I think there's, what, five videos we've got in the pipeline, I think, that's right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look out for them, obviously, post C word. <laughs> Again, please stop, because my brain fills in what that C word is, and the sentences don't make much sense. Um, we can say it on podcast, just not on YouTube. Videos, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, is it possible? Can, are we, can we get a sneak preview of what kind of stuff is going to be coming up in the upcoming videos? Yeah, Rach, you can yeah. tell them what you've got planned. <laughs> As we frantically just check the emails to make sure that we've got the right info on there. I was just going to say, thanks, Graham. You've dropped us all in it there. I mean, I've got the best three people in the country who I could possibly be asking that question, so I feel good about that. Yeah, I can say the next one that's coming up is all about Tony. That's um, Specifically Selenium Toner. Um, That one, hopefully, we will be sharing with people next week. Mm -hmm. 
writing stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was more that I wasn't sure whether I was allowed to say what they were going to be. Um, I didn't know how you guys wanted to play it at Ilford. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can we're say. happy for you to drop okay. Um, so obviously the first one that we did was uh, Dodge and Burn. Um, the one, as Michelle said, that's coming up is going to be on toning. Um, we're going to be doing one that's looking at different Ilford papers um, and the different kinds of textures and effects that you can get with that and how you might need to treat them differently. Um, we're also going to be doing um, one on uh, split toning um, uh, as well. Um, and uh, sorry, split grading. Um, and what was the other one? Oh gosh, there was one more. Three toning, dodger burn, split grade printing, different papers, filters. Oh, yes, yeah. working yeah. with filters. Thank you very much, Michelle. Sorry, yes. So we'll be doing, um, yeah, working with filters and also split grade um, printing as well. So yeah, exciting stuff. Can't wait. That's cool. Well, that's that's really sport surprise that I don't think I'll tune in for any of those now. None of that's been ruined for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, Graham. <laughs> um, we were just trying to up the tension and, and get everybody yeah. excited, and then you're like, "What are you doing?" Okay, fine. <laughs> don't need to tune in. Out, it's worth pointing out that these videos are kind of one of the responses that we're putting in place as a result of the survey, which I believe we'll be talking about. Oh, what a seamless link, Matt. What a seamless link. Yeah, yeah I mean, this, this is why we kind of dragged you guys on here, at least in part, is to talk yeah. about this, because you did uh, a big survey all about people's um, feelings on and approach to printing. So when did you do this survey? Uh, so... A couple of years ago, we did one that was went out to the global film community. So 2018, I think we published the results of that in early 2019. Um, what we wanted to do this time was focus more on the paper side, so more on darkroom printing. Um, so we ran it from mid-December to mid-January, and I think we published the results um, two, three weeks ago now, so mid-March. Um, obviously, feels like a lifetime ago already with everything else yeah. that's going on. Um, but yeah, so the survey, I think we had about five and a half thousand responses. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, it was right. who print, it was aimed for everyone still within the film community, but it was also aimed then, um, it was kind of split into two halves. So if you didn't print, it was more about finding out why. And if you did print, it was about you telling us you know your habits your you know what you liked about it some of the the kind of the give us an insight into you know what you do how you do it so it was where kind of it was it. twofold yeah where you do it this is getting dirty again isn't it yeah. <laughs> I think a bad uh, yeah. yeah sure it's me that's the problem sure yeah. sure um <laughs> So, I mean, I suppose let's talk about some of the stuff you found out. As you said, the results are, you've shared those now, and they're up on ilford.com. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes for that. Um, what was Ilfordphoto.com. Ilfordphoto.com, yeah, I'm sure that's what yes. I said. Don't go, don't listen back. Um, uh, so, what did you find? Were, were, there any, were there any surprises in what you found? Um, not necessarily surprises. I mean, as I say, it was split into two camps. Um, out of the five and a half thousand it was probably about 70 percent of people who did print and 30 percent that were were not currently printers um and as i say the idea was trying to get more of an insight into for those that don't print what is stopping them what are the the blockers you know we know there's a lot of passionate film photographers out there but what is stopping them taking the next step in that creative process um and then similar sort of thing for those that did print why aren't they printing more? So 
the the general gist of it because we know there's there's various different things there's obstacles so dark room access space the expense the time um and typically what we found for um the the people that do print their the biggest issue for them was time so finding the time time to go and do it for those that don't print uh, the biggest blocker was deemed more to be space so this is where you know certain anomalies come in so the people that didn't print cited space as their biggest blocker but at the same time a lot of them wanted home dark rooms versus community dark rooms which yeah. is probably different to what we thought it would be we thought that for people that are beginning or new to it or getting started they would very much want to go into a community or commercial dark room and learn um, but when you delved into it a bit deeper they actually did want to do that so um, I think we had something like 74, 75 percent of people said having a local dark room would make them want to do it. Which is something we've took away from this as well, because one of the things, I mean, it's great doing these surveys, but if we don't do anything with the information, then they're, they're just pretty pictures, really. So one of the things we've started doing off the back of this is we're actually building something in the back of the website at the moment that we're hoping will go live this month. That will be a community dark room. So at the moment, if you go on to wilfordphoto.com, um, you can go and you can find under, uh, under services, you can find a dealer, a course, a lab. Um, what we're going to have under there as well is find a community, as a community dark room finder. So yeah. hope what we're hoping is every, yeah, we'll be able to get community dark rooms to register, to join us, and we can get them all listed on there around the world and give people access, which yeah, will make hopefully make a huge difference give people a chance to print when they've not done it before yeah that sounds right. I mean, it's interesting because i think as you said the, the thing for people who are already printing but struggling to find uh, is time is an issue um and uh the people who say they can't uh, or aren't at the moment it's because they don't have the space at home i wonder whether the fact that community darkrooms uh, whilst they're fabulous you need to have the time to go to them and to do the thing and that feeling of if you could do it at home you can do it in any gap of time that you've got um, I know that uh, with things like the Intrepid Enlarger, which came out last year, there are things that are making it easier to have a darkroom at home in a smaller space or to have a easily put away darkroom space. I mean, are there other things that you think people could be doing to, to do printing at home um, make that more easy? Um, I think one of the things that the certain most of the equipment is easy accessible so for example if you look at uh, Patson, you can buy and on other companies as well you can buy all the trays we obviously make all the chemicals the papers um, converting a room into a dark room is not as difficult as most people think mm. uh, you can do it in your bathroom you can do it in smaller spaces we were at a show in the US late last year and um, one of the com companies that we work with Bessler who, who make enlargers they did it in a tent so a pop-up tent like a hydroponic tent for example um so it is possible to do it in small spaces if you follow the work for example of brendan barry who um is, is a photographer that we've worked with we did a video with him uh, last year he has made dark rooms out of caravan shipping containers bits of cardboard and and spaces so the actual making of the dark room is not an issue um but there's a perception that it's difficult yeah. I was going to say, I think possibly quite a big chunk of it is the assumption by people who haven't yet done it that that 
they're not going to be able to do it because they're going to need all yeah. of this space and all of this equipment and things. Whereas actually it's, that's not really, you know, obviously there are some pieces of equipment that you need, but really you can make it out of any, anywhere and any space really with a bit of ingenuity and, and uh, you know, just kind of using what you've got really a lot of the time. Um, so I guess it's trying to sort of um, dispel some of the myths and sp- some of those assumptions about, oh, well, I'll need this amount of equipment and this amount of space to do it um, and just sort of show how easy it is actually. Yeah, I mean, the, the irony thing there with, so the non-printers cited space as their biggest limitation, um, but then um, 51% said they thought they had enough space, but then another 23 I can tell I'm reading these now. Twenty-three <laughs> percent said they didn't know how much space was required. Mm. So it's the, there's a an element within there that basically says that that people are not guessing, but you know that they're kind of making a judgment that they they don't know basically how much space is required until they try and do it. The reality is you don't need a great deal of space, but the smaller the space, obviously the the more awkward and uncomfortable it will yeah. be. Mm. Um, but you know, I think that so the the biggest thing is is the investment in an enlarger, um, and if it is a space that you've got at home as well, unless it's a dedicated space, you really want something that's easy to put up, easy to pat down. I mean, one of the things that we've seen throughout this lockdown period is that there's more and more people that are printing. You know, they're, they're getting back into the darkroom. So the, the issue that we said about people. Um, not having time that's one thing people are finding they've got at the moment and now that they've got the time people are printing again we are seeing people buying paper people buying chemicals it's which amazing. is great and people yeah. finishing don't you know, people that are sorry Matt to interrupt yeah, no, uh, people that have started projects where they've started to build their own dark room maybe they've got a shed a garage a bathroom or like say a store cupboard or mm-hmm. They've, they've finished them and they've got the dark rooms and we've got there's actually a gallery on the website um yeah so from, cool that's yeah and people have started up like and some of them are really really cool some of them are really inventive how all they've stored the chemistry how they've everything i mean i think there's one that's a shed <laughs> which is brilliant graham you've got a shed yeah dark yeah room absolutely now, i absolutely yeah. have a dark shed yeah i love my dark shed have you uploaded yours yet graham i haven't no, I, will no I, didn't, I didn't see it there no just checking <laughs> okay, that was a disagreeing teacher voice. She may be working from home, but Michelle always has her eyes open. <laughs> She's keeping track. Always. I suppose it's one of those things that you, it's having something like that, having a gallery where you can go and see what people are doing and how ingenious people are being is really useful because um, it's so easy to look, you know, if you pick up an old film book or something like that, and go, okay, how do I set up a dark room? And you see these oh this is what you need set it up like this and um whereas the reality is you kind of to begin with you just need somewhere you can make dark and you know at the most basic level you don't even need an enlarger you you could make contact prints i did this the other day i made it i I was making some contact prints using my enlarger and four by five negs and i just thought I'm gonna have a go just doing this by just flicking the light on and off, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not a great way of doing it. I'm not. No, but you can use your mobile phone as a light source, for example, if Absolutely. you're doing contact yeah. prints. Mm. Yeah, but we've got a blog that comes out this afternoon, actually, um, in about twenty minutes. But by the time this goes out, it'll be Tuesday. It came out, <laughs> so and that's all about that's all about lumen prints. No, so picking things up like leaves, flowers, and exposing them outside using the sun. And then just fixing them. Mm. So there's loads of other things you can do, but 
it, it's just getting those ideas, I think, sometimes. Mm. It's nice because there's, there's sort of lots of leading activities that you can do. As you said, like yeah. Lumen prints are a great example. It's something where you just need to get a tray and some paper and um, some fixer and you can you can have a go. And so you can you don't need to go the whole hog in one go. You can just set yourself up with just those things and have a go at doing this because you could just use your you know get a red light on your phone um and just use that to see what you're doing to begin with um so there's there's so many ways that you can ease your way into printing um and uh and once you're in there then you can gradually build up and i mean as you said enlargers i i know a few years ago getting hold of enlargers was fairly easy i mean i think i paid 50 pounds for mine um it's not a super fancy one but it's a perfectly good one they, they are as with everything photographic they are getting a bit more expensive now aren't they yeah i think there's still people though that um i mean people used to donate them you know mm. so you used to be able to to find as you say bargains but similar to um film cameras as the demand increases that second-hand market yeah. is is finding itself more stretched the prices are going up but you know, if you have a look on eBay, you can still find some absolute bargains on on enlargers. Then there are they're still made new. So Kaiser, Bessler, all these sort of companies, Intrepid um, brought theirs out as well. So there are enlargers that are available to buy new as well as um, a great secondhand market for them if you're looking. So the, the investment in it is at the moment relatively low. Um, so, I mean, you know, as, as kind of Michelle said, so that finder community darkroom is one thing. The other thing that we're doing um, is this education and inspiration side of things, which is kind of the, the mantra of a lot of the, the content and communications that we put out. So the videos that we're doing with Rach, just trying to break down some of the areas within that, some of the different techniques or topics and show just how easy it is to, to do it, yeah, you know, it doesn't have at, to be a simple scary. level. Does no. it? And that's the thing. I think until you, until you've tried something, obviously there's always going to be an element of oh, I'm not quite sure about that. And I, I don't know if this came up at all in the survey, um, guys. You might be able to help help me out here. But um, I wonder about the the idea of the you know at home darkroom versus the community darkroom. And I could imagine that because um, obviously I come to it from from my own experience and perspective. I could imagine that I would be quite nervous going to a community darkroom. Um, I'd rather probably start at home so that I can kind of make all the mistakes and feel like I, I've got at least got like a, a grasp of some of these ideas before I went into a community darkroom. So I think from obviously a very personal perspective, I can see why that is how I would I would approach it. I'd be like, OK, I want to try try a few goes at home myself on my own without anybody you know offering criticism of the fact that I'm doing it wrong before I went into a community dark room and perhaps like found other people there um, yeah but you know I... it's it's that sort of like fear um response to it you know and that worry and that nervousness about that and I don't know whether that's I don't know whether that is because I'm a woman maybe it is <laughs> who knows but you know th there is perhaps a level of of that you know or for anybody new to anything you know it, you're gonna perhaps feel like oh there's gonna be loads more people who know a lot more about this than I do uh, how am I going to feel in that environment so um, I can see that maybe that's something that perhaps has come up but then I know that you know looking at the the figures um, in terms of 
gender male female you know people who'd yeah. responded to it it's it's a very low amount of like data that you're able to work with in terms it of is. female it's very, isn't it very yes. heavily i think it's yeah. like 87 percent yeah 87 percent male yeah yeah i think so, you know there, there was an element within there that that's not done. <clears throat> i think it's something we see a lot not just in the survey but you tend to see it in a, on a lot of um our social sites and things like that not, and not just us through the whole film Course, yeah. I mean, it is it is better. It used to be, even going back three or four years ago, you were looking at 90% to 10%. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now a lot of the socials are roughly 70-30 split. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a better split, but it's still, I still don't think it's a true representation mm-hmm. yeah. of people that are out there. Did any of, uh, of what I just mentioned as kind of some of my thoughts on that, did any of that come through or come up as part of the survey or not? Maybe that's not something that anybody else... A little bit. No, a little bit. I think what what we went for the non-printers basically they lean more towards home dark rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one of the things that that I know from speaking to community dark rooms, uh, commercial dark rooms, a lot of them aren't just a dark room for hire. So what a lot of them will do is run courses, mm-hmm. um, and and that's where the kind of the value add comes in because yeah. the community is the key word there. So okay they can be maybe a bit daunting like if you do anything new for the first time there's a perception you know whether you join a gym or whatever else there's always someone doing something that might you know be better than you are doing but i think with community darkrooms the fact that they run courses from beginners the fact that there's always someone there to help you know this is what what they're obviously going to try and do is encourage you to come back and keep using it so you know for anyone that's considering using them always give them a go because yeah you know it's it's they want you to get better and enjoy doing it so they're not there to be intimidating or put you off they will help you every step of the way to you know learn how to do it um, yeah. and so that that you've got someone to lean on not just the other users there but the people that work there they're very normally very geared towards education um, and very supportive and helpful yeah it's quite interesting as well going back to that right there's quite an um almost like an age demographic split as well on that mm. whereas yeah. looking at people who already print and we're asking where did you learn obviously the vast majority was at college or school um but then after that there was like workshops or courses the internet mm-hmm. and that that split was quite obvious so it tended to be that the younger so sub 35 would go more mm-hmm. towards the internet side of it yeah, and they'd look on YouTube and yeah. maybe do a course, but then people that see, that were like thirty-five plus generally were happy to do a course or go to a magazine as well as a bit of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then the, then we had p- people from both from all groups that were taught by either a relative, a friend, or a bit of trial and error made it up yeah. as they went along. So I guess that's <laughs> partly because you know in terms of when um, digital came in, so th- perhaps the, uh, obviously. Um, the slightly older um, age group you know that was what was taught at schools and colleges and much less so for the younger age group so they're, they're finding it in in different ways aren't they rather yeah. than it being just naturally there as part of their education in general it, they're having I to come to it from a different one of the aspect that we, aren't they? yeah I think education's you know the, those that are doing courses so for example we just put out um a press release today yesterday Michelle mm-hmm. about the student competition winner in the UK now it's um the it's image such a wonderful competition that you guys uh, do that it's awesome 
it's, I mean, we, we love doing it. And the, is it tomorrow? tomorrow okay, yeah. well, I won't, I won't say who's won, but... <laughs> it was then, yesterday when this goes out. Yeah, when this goes out, this will go out on Thursday. So it'll oh, have been yesterday. Oh, it's yeah. okay. So, yeah, so we can say good um, morning and things like that then. Yeah, so the, the winners come from um, King's Eli School, and this is the third year on the trot that they've won, and it's a female it's again. It's the same so, person. No, yeah. no. So it's the same lecturer, but the print is absolutely stunning. In fact, the, uh, we, we get so many stunning prints, and I'm not just saying that. You know, it, it is generally hard to to um, select a winner, but this one was a kind of a standout winner. Mm. And so, you know, what we're seeing now, the last three winners have been female. And going back to your point earlier, H, there is definitely, or certainly historically, there's been quite a significant um, male-female, uh, you know, ratio uh, heavily weighted towards males and I think now there's a lot of younger female students that are kind of picking up and running with it obviously there's yourself um, and people like Lena Besanova as well who who are very active in the community and and very key um, printers as well you know you, you enjoy printing I guess as much as you enjoy taking pictures yeah um, so I think that's the thing we, we don't feel this should be male dominated yeah. we want to make sure that you know everyone is, is getting involved and um yeah, yeah. and uh, so i think it's nice to see certainly with the younger uh, the students how just how well that they're doing at the moment yeah, yeah. that's brilliant oh i'm so looking forward to see to, to seeing this and wow that was my response I mean, to that always picture the, that was always the like the 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 hope wasn't it with doing these videos and things is is to try and still break down some of those barriers make them little bite-sized things things that you can play and pause things that you can come back to read the other little tips and bits of information that are on there and kind of just build on that over time but generally just to get your foot in the door and and having a go whether that's yeah, at home that's or amazing. in a community dark room you know that kind of thing uh, let's have a quick look at the uh, at the image have you had a chance to see it yet graham yeah it's stunning absolutely stunning um, wow yeah it's great i mean i think that's the thing isn't it it is it, it's getting as much as anything with printing it's um getting across the message that making a print isn't just that okay this is how you get your negative into a positive so you can share it this the printing is every bit as much if not more of an artistic endeavor than taking a photograph is in the first place and you know and it's it, it's all part of the the whole process the end thing and it's um and when you oh, see it's so exciting isn't it to see like how different it can look you know when you take the same image but if you're printing it in different ways and and using different papers or using toner or using you know sort of like dodging and burning things or whatever it's just it's awesome how you can kind of make it look entirely different from yeah, the same negative exactly so, yeah. yeah sorry Graham, I mean, you can transform it. What, what you see in that <laughs> negative <laughs> yeah um so actually whilst we're talking about this stuff because obviously last time we spoke to you guys was just uh well it was just when you were launching the new multi-grade deluxe paper um along with um the ortho films um and a couple of other bits as well uh, what's the response been like to all of that stuff uh, wow. brilliant yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely brilliant i mean you know, ortho far better than, than we ever thought. You know, I think um, it's it's actually a really, really, really good film. I love using it personally. I just think it's, um, I guess when someone had the idea, um, a guy in our R&D department had the idea of, of introducing it, I think we thought, yeah, I mean, people will want to give it a go. It's something different. But, you know, people have absolutely loved it. 
and I think that's been really refreshing to see. So I think we, we'd kind of made a certain amount and we sold out very, very quickly. Yeah, um, almost so, instantly. Yeah. And so I mean. It, it, so it's been great, you know, far better than, than we thought. I mean, the papers as well um, have been far better received as well. I mean, as you know, when we spoke to you last time, a lot of work went into making these papers um, and, you know, years of, of kind of development really that, that went into it. Um, and it was a big risk, you know, multigrade four was our, our biggest selling um, product. So the fact that this has been so well received. The feedback's been incredible, really. People have noticed. That, sorry, I was going to say the other one that went out at the same time was the Ilford and Patterson um, the film processing. The yeah. kids, and they are just—they're. I mean, at the moment, especially, we're seeing loads of people going right. That's it. I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to have a go at processing my own film. Or yeah, I mean, with I, labs closing down, this is, you know they're selling like crazy at the moment so it's been you know brilliant to see so again it's another good uh, good way of introducing people to it yeah it's interesting actually i i mentioned on a show last week on backing paper um i got hold of a box of um very expired 1989 trix orthochromatic film um for, uh, four by five, and Triax Orthochromatic. You you heard of Triax? They're oh, yeah. they're um no. yeah, it's a boutique really. film company, Kodak. Um, <laughs> But I was so I was trying to find some information on that, so just kind of googling it, and I couldn't find much. But what I did find the name come up in was an article, a fairly contemporary article, so written in the eighties, um, and it was talking about using different films for different reasons. And it was talking about oh, you know, professional photographers will um, might use orthochromatic film for taking portraits of men because you know it makes the the reds uh, reds in the face look darker and make them look more manly. It's like, well, this was you know like so or, just interesting reading oh, orthochromatic film was a tool in the sort of holster of professional photographers for a certain purpose and in that case it was oh yeah this is we might use this for taking pictures of men to make them look you know i don't know i, I can't remember what the word it was or but craggy but, well yeah, did, just, did you uh use it all for self-portraits then <laughs> not is yet. that what your uh, finger gum style portrait was shot on, <laughs> Graham? Not yet, but it's definitely, definitely going to be to make me look more rugged. I mean, if if you can imagine somebody more rugged than me, <laughs> which is hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's great to hear that stuff's all doing. It. Uh, what about the um, the uh, reusable cameras, um, the little point and shoots? Again, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, they sold out very quickly as well so i mean certain countries with your son wasn't it i think exactly yeah yeah. so certain countries embrace them i mean you know particularly in asia as well it goes down so well in in asia so um in korea in in the philippines um but also over here in america and things people like the fact it's not um disposable um you you get comparable if not slightly better quality from it as well and then the fact it's very affordable and comes bundled with film so again we you know everything went so well last year you know it was really really good really refreshing all the products that we launched were very well well received um so yeah it was it was it was good because uh, obviously when you launched this both in the run-up to it and then to a certain amount afterwards because some people can't help themselves and um, people were speculating on what it might be what it could be and, and so said, in some cases what it definitely should have been how dare you not release color film um did did you look at any of that stuff and go 
maybe. Uh, you know, is there anything from that you've thought that you know you've looked at and thought, well, is that something we might look at going forwards? Um, I mean, I mean, there's probably there was nothing that was said that you know hasn't already been discussed in one form or another. Certain things, i.e., color film, are not straightforward to make. So. Um, while I'm sure at some point in the future we would love to do it, I think we've always kind of prided ourselves on on putting out the best in black and white that you know and a good choice and a good range and kind of set our marker down with that. So with the film, the paper, and the chems, um, I'd never rule it out. But I think you know our focus has always been making sure that what we're doing is kind of focusing on a specific area and doing the best that we can be in that area. Mm. I think the main reason I would like to see an Ilford colour film come back is so that we can also get a repeat of the advert for the Ilford colour film that I found on YouTube, which is just like a great um, Wild West hoedown taking place. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's pretty That's special. I will, I will find the link. you guys both seen that, Were Michelle? you looking Matt? for men in chaps again, girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you know, yeah I, I was... Your Google history must be shocking, I'm telling you. I you, you. It was a lucky escape for you, actually, because it was um, this was something we were planning on using for the live show at the... Um, photography show so bullet dodge there but it was the only it was the only um advert the only tv advert i was able to find for ilford so obviously so much stuff for, for that little boutique company kodak i mentioned earlier which is weird they've got such a present but no. yeah, it's strange i think though Graham, the difference is we spend our money on putting it back into our <laughs> <laughs> Not on food too bad That must be. It speaks what it for is. itself, right? It didn't need any yeah. advertising. Well, I'm saying that. I'm sure we used to sponsor like motor cars and yachts and things as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were more lights, yeah. Yeah. So we, we won't make that comparison, maybe. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, well, that that's good. So, um, this year. Time for a new one, eh? Yeah, time for a new advert. We need a new TV advert. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think we need a remake of that barn. Well, Graham, if if we ever bring back, yeah, if we ever bring out a color film, Graham, you know, we'll we'll come to you to uh, star in it. <laughs> Graham, do you have your own chat? I mean, don't hold us to that because we might not. But, you know. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, we could do it as the Sunbeams Wild West. That would be oh, so yeah. much fun. I don't... We, we could do, you know... Graham like dresses the Milky Bar Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could do that. Um, and no, I don't have my own chaps, although I did once own my own pair of chaps. And indeed, I think I've still got some spurs somewhere. But previous career, <laughs> Pre previous career working with horses, I hasten to add. <laughs> no other reason. <laughs> but many, many years ago. Um, I've got the hat. There yeah, you go. We'll between we've, us we've got the uh, the outfit sorted <laughs> we've, we've got an entire outfit sorted yeah um okay. how do we get to this point i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> it's only ever a short stroll to insanity um mm. so i'm i'm assuming that because you had so much stuff coming out last week last week last year um that this was always planned to be more of a sort of consolidating and building up supply chains again yeah and we're not perhaps likely to see anything new coming anytime soon you mean you um, haven't seen the new products that's on our website at the moment, Graham? Um, no. Unfortunately, only available in the UK. What's that? Well, I think you should go and have a look. If okay. you go to Ilford Photo. Have you not seen it yet, Graham? Uh, no. <laughs> Just not good enough, this, Graham. I know, it's uh, terrible, isn't it? How does you your research? How do you spell Ilford? No. Slacker. <laughs> After he dropped me in it before, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Can um, I make um, it easy for you, Graham, and I'll send you a link on the chat? Yeah, because I'm looking at Ilford Fate and I can't see anything new on there. Mm, you're unless the unless right you're the one producing this COVID-19 I'm hearing so there much about. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh, merchandising, merchandising. Okay, uh, this is cool. Okay, let me have a look at this T-shirt and give you an instant feedback on it. Um, so, what camera? So it's, okay, so this is a new Ilford T-shirt, which is very cool. It's an exploded picture of a camera. What camera is that? Because it doesn't look like an Ilford camera. It was it just, just an a N camera. It, yeah, exactly. I no trademarks infringed. Yeah. That's, I mean, I would, why couldn't, why are we not seeing, I mean, uh, one, it looks lovely, obviously, um, he says, whilst you're both on the phone. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, what, why not the Ilford Sportsman or something like that? A camera that, you know, I think everyone's found in a charity shop at least once. <laughs> Because I think it's only got three parts in it. So. <laughs> it doesn't look as good. <laughs> they tried that one out in R and D, and it didn't quite work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very. I love cool. this. It's it it's really kind of like yeah, this is it is all the parts of the camera that you can see, and then with the role of uh, Ilford uh, film in the middle, brill. at the heart of the at, camera, at the heart yeah. of the camera, yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Is this is this the sort of first in a you know are we going to be seeing more stuff come from Elford in terms of merchandising because we like wearing a hobby on our chest I do anyway I'm currently advertising well, we, we a video have, game. we have badges we have um, you have badges, badges that you can yeah oh badges yeah. sorry Why would... <laughs> yes Graham badges are you sponsoring every black and white animal is that the idea <laughs> yeah. 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 oh that my yeah. goodness you know. I think oh, that's right a really up. good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, that's very cool. That's very cool. Well, uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't perhaps the new product I was hoping for, uh. but, <laughs> but I do like it nonetheless. Um, and uh, uh, that's good. Other than um, fancy clothing and badges, um, nothing new in the pipeline at the moment? I thought you'd glossed over the question now. No. Um, no. no, I think... Some of the products weren't in the pipeline uh, even last year, and it was just a brainwave that we kind of uh, someone had. I'm not saying who's taking credit for it, um, and you know we we managed to get them out to to market. So I'm not saying there won't be anything further down the line, but at the moment most things are kind of on hold. Yeah, sure, on sure. hold as it were. Anyway, but I think um, yeah, I mean last year was a big year. This year was really more about focusing um i think we'd set our goal to focus more on paper so let's see if we can get more people into the dark room i mean people are, are comfortable with film there's a lot of people using it film is growing that's happening organically now as well and i think what we wanted to do is just try and make sure that people are getting back into the dark room they get inspired to want to to do that and they want to start using paper for, for any reason, whether it is lumen prints or whether it is making a, a black and white print in a dark room. So that, that was kind of more of the focus this year. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what we were looking at until the world kind of stopped revolving. But yeah. Um, yeah. Even though, though, saying that, Graham, we, when you said you have like products on the back burner, we have a list that is ridiculous of ideas when we have our brainstorms. And, mm. and, and I think the hard thing for us is seeing which of those are actually feasible are which people really want and which are not just an, an odd couple of suggestions and and again which which will help drive people into the dark rooms into the you know get them out shooting get them printing which will bring the most enjoyment and are worth making because you know we can make loads of little niche products but it's not worth it sounds awful it's not worth us doing that because yeah. there's loads of little companies that can do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also, it's not worth taking the energy and time away from you being able to create something that's of a bigger impact, is it? I suppose yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, and I suppose it, and it's one of those things it's very easy to look and go, well, couldn't you just extend the availability of some of your existing products into other lines so say for example some of the stuff that you've got available in 35 mil and 120 couldn't we get some of that in large format <laughs> um but i know that that's, any you know, specifics you mention Pan um, F, I'm not speak to you ever again no 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 i was would i ever say pan f no i would never say that um but, i'm taking a threat like that seriously from michelle yeah she sounded very angry <laughs> but certainly like some of the um more um because you know i mean pan f's obviously lovely even though i did leave my pan f in the camera far too long most of the pictures faded away turns out <laughs> turns out three years was three too years. long um but three like years. stuff like sfx which is you know um doing something different i mean the the ortho film was already available in um sheet films so that's already but you know stuff like the sfx which is um a you know a infrared yeah extended red film yeah i mean you know the delta 3200 and stuff like that stuff that isn't there aren't um other uh analogs out in the world for (laughs) that's a good use of the word there's that pun um so, but yeah, I know that that's not as straightforward as just doing it. And as you said, there needs to be a, a good reason for doing it. Um, I think the other thing, Graham, is what we what we always try and do is make things affordable and accessible where we can. Mm. And I think when things are, are very niche, it's it's obviously more expensive to make because you can't make it in the same volume. So that lies one of the challenges. If something like SFX in 120 or Delta 3200, sorry, SFX in um sheet or sheet. delta 3200 and sheet they will just because of the very nature of them be more niche than what we've already got in that format mm. so i think that that is the challenge that while we could make something potentially it would maybe too expensive um and what we want to make sure is that we we you know remain as affordable as we can be yeah Sure, that makes sense. Although, uh, yeah, I think you should just make them and then make them cheap as well. That would be good if you do those two <laughs> things. Um, Don't want much, do you, Greg? Just everything. Yeah, just, just um, everything. I have a quick question. The uh, photo of the T-shirt, is that is that male? Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well spotted, right? The fact that you re- recognise his chest is a worrying sign. Yeah. Well, it's, it's his beard, actually, oh, okay. mm-hmm. that I noticed. It's the spacing of his nipples, isn't it, Rach? She's measured don't. You make me blush. <laughs> Your husband's I mean, looking at you very oh. funny right now, Rach. Yeah. Apparently that's him <laughs> at the door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, you're not supposed to be flying anyway. Uh. <laughs> Okay, well, listen, we, we need to start thinking about wrapping up, but before we do, it would be silly of us not to talk about what the current situation is over at, at Mobily um, uh, and what's going on with you guys over at Ilford, because as we said, you guys are both working from home. Well, Michelle's working from home, Matt's at home, whether yeah. he's working or not, well, nobody's convinced. <laughs> we'll see. Every morning on our team chat, his suntan is slightly better than the day before. <laughs> I get redder and redder is what she means. Yeah. You know what? You need, you, you need to shoot, take take self portraits with um, orthochromatic film. It'll make you look very rugged. <laughs> it's going to take more than orthochromatic film for you, Matt. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think a miracle. Yeah. So, so what's going on at the Ilford site at the moment? So um, last week we um, stopped production, as you are aware. Um, 
and eff effectively this is down to uh, the coronavirus obviously and um, what we wanted to do is just mitigate the risk to our employees so we wanted to stop um, the spread of the virus and that includes basically putting in social distancing measures um, so most of our employees are either home working or um, have been furloughed under the government um, job protection scheme um, we still have the warehouse open um, so we're still fulfilling orders we have our um, order team working from home so they're taking orders so product is still being shipped around the world um, into UK dealers as well um, direct via our website in the UK and the US so um, for most people for, for end users and um, you know customers they won't notice any difference whatsoever so effectively um, work was still open for business it's just production is temporarily halted uh, while the coronavirus is kind of still in full swing mm -hmm. I know and, and that's sorry I was gonna say that's something we're keeping an eye on obviously we have daily team meetings um, I, I think some of the people we've not spoken to this much for years because <laughs> <laughs> we're getting together every morning we're having a chat what's going on what's this what's the stock levels look like and so that's all being kept and yeah, kept a close eye on as well. Um, and what we've tried to do is make sure that we know that a lot of high street retailers and stockists have had to close um, all over the world. So we've tried to put a list of things together um, that we know of and that our distributors, worldwide distributors of centres, where people can still buy products online. Obviously, we've put it with a slant to our products, but these sell, um, you know, all the accessories as well so that most of them can get the um, printing equipment the stuff for the dark rooms mm. as well as the film and paper to use in there so i've just sent you the link to that i don't know oh, if yeah. you want to yeah fantastic you can pop that into show notes i, I guess Graham, can right? do that yeah Excellent. assuming i remember and that, <laughs> yeah. that'll also be all over your um social media as well though i'm sure is, yeah. yes um, uh, michelle brilliant that's so, so good and you guys as i said you're you're obviously you're you're having these meetings every day and at the moment if if the company chose to, you are not banned from firing up the production lines again. Um, industry is able to still continue, but um, as I'm not that, sure they'd want to let me or Matt do that. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, just go in there. <laughs> Listen, it's great. It'll be fine. I mean, as, as Michelle said, we we're, we're keeping an eye. Well, we're keeping an eye on obviously what the government is saying. So technically, at the moment, manufacturing um, it is not banned as such in, in the UK, um, but what we need to just make sure is that you know the the curve is flattened as, as mm. we're always told so we need to make sure that whenever um it's safe for people to go back then that's when we'll start looking at it but you know until that we feel it's safe for them to go back to work you know we, we will keep closed because ultimately that's the the kind of the greater good here making sure that see we we get on top of this as a as a kind of a world not just a country yeah um so yeah so i mean it will be a case of it will reopen so anyone that's panicking about that don't we will be back we're all raring to go um things will well, go back sure into about that bit. <laughs> <laughs> raring to go but yeah so effectively you know for, for all intents and purposes it's just a short break um while well we can put our feet up at home or some people can um not yet. I think Michelle's uh, watching cartoons in the background, so I mean, she's having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I've loved that actually. There's been this lovely, like, giggly soundtrack, like uh, in the background, which has That's been great. Fudge, uh, fudge, fudge, and 
Iggle Piggle. Uh, Fudge and Iggle Piggle? Yeah, Phoebe Fairchester from um, Sesame Street. Um, oh, and, and we now have Mickey Mouse and Iggle Piggle. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big Iggle Piggle fan. Yeah, he's, 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 favorite TV show. Yeah, that's Rick playing with them. It's not my kids. It's my other half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can can you guys remind me uh, what's the size of the um the big pancakes of film that you know that go at the beginning of the production how long are they before they get chopped up into are they 1000 feet or are they longer than that oh god you're asking a technical question on, Matt, you, you can do this one Matt. you're gone Matt. um they they're long they're long. I mean, just yeah. guess. So basically, know. if the, if the <laughs> shutdown continues, what you'll basically be doing is everyone will get one of these massive, however many thousand feet rolls. <laughs> they'll get sent home with that and a dark bag and a box, and they'll just all be all the stuff will all be hand rolled. You'll get one. You'll get one. <laughs> well, so, so the other good thing as well. So obviously we've got finished stock, but then we do have um, stuff that's manufactured, but then not finished as well. So once we get um, the factory open and up and running, so even when stuff is being um, you know the the emulsions are being made or that they're, they're getting um coated we can still be finishing as well so mm. i think what we're, we're obviously doing is monitoring stock levels we're in daily conversations with our distributors i mean we ship to 70 countries around the world so um most of our dealers uh, the the impact of of this is different in different countries i think um some countries are fine where you've got for example a heavy online uh, presence anyway and they're just trading relatively normal then you've got other countries um, where they are heavily reliant on bricks and mortar retailers so shops um, they're the ones that are getting hit harder um, some countries are having their short warehouses temporarily and things like that as well so sales are obviously down there are people buying less um, but hopefully you know once um, you know these shops start opening and people that's why we put this online um shop finder out people will start buying again and we just we can get back into production once the, the our country is is kind of safe and open again to do so that sounds good um yeah. just to finish up then guys you mentioned earlier matt that you've been doing a, a project using the um the Ilford reusable camera. What's the the, the Harman? What's the full Harman, um, Harman reusable camera? Harman. Yes, yeah, it's such a snappy name. Very I can't believe title, I yeah. don't remember yeah. it. The Harman reusable camera. Sec- seconds in marketing meeting. What should we call it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, does what it says on the tin, Graham. Keep it it Harman's. Yes, you're right. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, uh, what like that's what so. A quick one from both of you. What projects you're both at home, you've got kids. What projects are you doing at the moment, or could do you think people could be doing at the moment based on the Ilford products range that you've got? Um, so I just did, um, uh, mentioned at the start of this where I've been working with my kids. Um, they've been holes, uh, well, technically, it's Easter holidays now, we're still making them work. But um, while you're homeschooling kids, one of the things that I've tried to do is get them involved. So I didn't want to lend them one of my proper cameras, but you know that's why I brought the Harman reusable. But the idea is get them shooting a roll around the house, around the garden, wherever, and then teach them to process it. And so I used a lab box, but you can do um, with normal Patterson tanks, for example, if you've got a changing bag. And it's just it's actually great fun, you know, because it's it's educational. It's a mix of art and science, so it's it's quite a good way for um, you know kids to learn in a practical hands-on way and you know my son is 10 and he really enjoyed it so I think that's something that I'm going to probably try with my daughter next but 
um yeah so it's things like that i mean yeah yeah i mean we turned aiden's um bedroom into an obscure camera oh awesome so just where his blind is put a pinhole in it um if you've got some photographic paper you could put it on the wall you could make you know you could expose directly onto it and then fix it but even without the paper it's amazing for them to see it the image is upside down it's something really exciting it's a bit yeah it's educational it's the learning about light but you can make pinhole cameras and put film or paper in it doesn't matter there's ilford obscura uh pinhole cameras aren't there yeah there are but to be honest (laughs) i mean the, the obscure ones are great but if you can get some photographic paper um order some of the rc or something offline online and mm-hmm. make your own out of a yeah a, a, anything a tin a print the pringles are quite you know the the Great round from- tins are quite interesting and just make the own your own leave it out for a bit see what different results you can get yeah. it can I mean, find it fascinating we, we we shared a video um that brendan barry uh created oh, so he, he's obviously at home doing this sort of stuff and he um did a video about turning your bedroom or room in your house into a camera obscure just using the materials that you have lying around so um if you go onto our facebook you should find that in there or if not check out brendan barry's um instagram or other feeds and you'll see that in there so again there's projects like that that you can try at home we're we're also going to bring out a new content feature that we're just working on at the moment um called lockdown sessions which is where we're putting out little interviews where people can tell us what they're up to during the this period of lockdown um, and how they're kind of spending their time as well so there's different bits of content in the pipeline as well awesome so people should be obviously continuing to follow you on twitter and instagram um and and website of course the lovely website facebook which, youtube everywhere yeah uh, facebook yeah. I, don't, I mean listen, i'm not going to send anybody to facebook i'm not knowingly going to say for sure <laughs> if you're on facebook and you feel that way inclined to go there um but yeah all of the places um you, you you guys are both still working hard and um and you're still going to be doing the um friday now michelle i'm yeah friday favorites this week's is indoors we thought we could yeah. <laughs> what's next week's gonna be <laughs> well we did think about landscapes but you know it's a bit yeah. i can tell you that actually do you want to head up look so we've got yeah, indoors yeah. and then we've got ones they won't necessarily be in this order but they'll be thereabouts um, we've got one coming up to do with plastic cameras, so that's things like the Holgers, the Lomo cams, reusable cameras. The Harman reusable. The Harman reusable yeah. or the single use. Um, the week after that is World Pinhole Day, 26th of April. Oh, of course. So yeah. get your geek on. You know, we want to see pinhole images. Even better if you've done them with a, a homemade pinhole camera, it's not a professional one. You know, we, we don't care. Yeah, pinhole day. Then we've got silver gel, so that could be anything from darkroom print to lumen prints any type of print really as long as it's on our silver gelatin papers so um, lots of fun stuff coming up yeah loads coming up and so taking part in this because i'm terrible i because i'm not on any social media quite as often as perhaps i should be as the person responsible for keeping on our social media um i always tend to see the results of things rather than it. so how do you work the um friday favorites how do they tend to ha- what's the structure for them so we generally set the theme the pre so as we share the results from one week we set the theme for the next week um so they always appear previous ones always appear on our website under the magazine section um so i mean last week's phil uh, last week's theme was 
film roles, not loo roles. <laughs> <laughs> we we asked people to share their stashes with us, um, which was quite funny. So <laughs> we wanted to make sure they were stockpiling the right type of roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, as we shared the results, the ones we'd chosen from that week, we gave them the- we gave the theme for this week out, which was um, indoors. So we asked people to share with us, ideally Instagram or Twitter, um, using the hashtag #IlfordPhoto. Friday favourites and whatever we've given for that week. So for this week, hashtag indoors. And then we choose four or five images from the ones that are shared with us um, and publish them on the website. We always give links back. And, yeah. It's awesome. And then repeat again and again. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a lot of fun. It's just great seeing everybody's beautiful images. Um, it's always inspiring and always makes me feel like a real lazy talentless jerk which <laughs> i'm not sure whether that's the desired aim but it's definitely how i feel by the end of it but yeah it's, yeah, it's, great. it's not, not what we were aiming for but yeah <laughs> i don't know a bit of self-realization is never the worst thing um but yeah that's fantastic um and one actually one final thing because whilst i was clicking around the website it reminded me of one final thing which um is still i think going on um has anybody yet found the golden ticket <laughs> No, because it's silver. Oh, it's the silver. Well, that's where they haven't found it. Still no. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yeah. yet. Okay, so, so it's somewhere, somewhere there. in the world. It's out there. So yeah, we don't know where, but it could be in someone's tub or roll, just waiting to be found. Uh, well, it is waiting in someone's tub or roll. So, so yeah. yeah, if it's in the thirty-five mil, it'll be inside the tub. If it's in the one twenty, it'll just be in the box outside the foil wrapper. And it's those special boxes with the 140 um, logo on. So if so, you've got any of those boxes, open them and check. Because yeah. it'd be great to put something... Oh, obviously, you can't come and see us at the moment, but <laughs> yeah. you'd be able to see <laughs> The factory's closed, <laughs> but yeah. And, and is it just one ticket that's out there? Just yes. One. <laughs> well, and how... Do you have a rough, a rough, very rough estimate of how many boxes of film with that tag went out? So, um, so it one in how it, many million? <laughs> no, it's it's not that. I think it went into twelve different products. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it didn't go into every um, film line, but it went into our most popular ones, and they were only made over the course of about six months. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that equates to in terms of millions, but um, it <laughs> it should still be very easily uh, found. I mean, those, those <laughs> very uh, easily found. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those. Uh, that we obviously don't have that packaging anymore. So they, the last one will have gone out the door probably around September time. So, um, and it could have gone out way before then as well. So it's been out in the real world for six months or more now. Yeah. But you're saying, Graham, even about those, I mean, last week's Friday Favourites was a great one because in some of those stashes that people sent us images of, I could see the boxes and they were unopened. Yeah. Like, just open the box and have a look, please. <laughs> I love the fact that this is now giving you more. I think you're more sort oh. of stressed by Is somebody going to win? Then they are about the idea of winning. But it's fab. But see, there you go. If you've got any of these promotional boxes, do open them and have a look. Not only so that you can find <laughs> out if you're a, a winner, but so you can <laughs> relieve the, the stress and anxiety <laughs> that Michelle and Matt are feeling with all this. Um, that's awesome. Well, guys, Thank you so much, um, both of us. Both of us? Both of you. Not both of us, because Rachel had to scarf that. Both of you for joining us. Um, 
Michelle, you obviously look after um, the social needs for Ilford. So if people want to get hold of you, that's where they should reach out. Um, Matt, you're on Instagram and Twitter as well, aren't you? I am, yes. With your travel photography and stuff like that. Do you want to get? Do you want to uh, share that, or would you rather people didn't come and find you? <laughs> no, you can. Do, so it's um, on Instagram. It's Matt Parry Photo Film. There you go. Should be nice and easy for to find. Um, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, it has been a, a lovely delight having you back on and getting to hear a little bit of the background of your life happening as well, which is a real treat. Um, as I said, Rachel's had to dash out at the last minute because you had to go and post off some of those analog adventurer kits to some people who will be having some entertainment for themselves turning up tomorrow. So that's great. Yeah, um, that'll keep them Thanks for having us, Graham. It's been yeah, a thanks, pleasure. Graham. It's been a pleasure. We will be back uh, at some point soon with another show with something on, I expect. Um, until then, uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and goodbye. Goodbye.